full disclosure, also had a prolapse. And I'm like, I'm never running again, it's over for me. I went to a really dark place about it because running is just such a big part of who I am. It's my medicine, it's where I find my joy, it's where I get inspired. And for that to be taken away from me, I just was shattered. That was Robin Penner, and this is episode 141 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. Robin Penner is a 42-year-old runner and mom of two young children ages four and one. She took a much longer and more thoughtful approach with her return to postpartum running after baby number two, and it really seems to be paying off. She's coming off one of the most brilliantly executed half marathons in Fargo and is now gearing up to run the Chicago Marathon this fall, where she's raising funds for girls on the run. I have an extra special investment in this race that we're calling Project 42 at 42, not only because I'm Robin's coach, but also because my plans to run the Chicago Marathon when I was 42 didn't happen because of COVID. Not only will Robin be carrying this torch to the finish line for both of us, she will also be bringing one of Kim's dreams to fruition in June of 2024, a women's running retreat in beautiful Hecla Island. Robin is a store manager at Lululemon in Winnipeg, a leader of people, and a true force to be reckoned with. So without further delay, please enjoy our conversation with Robin Penner. All right. Well, Robin Penner, welcome to the show. We're really thrilled to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you and I, if I'm going back in my memory bank, you and I had a very brief chat at a local race about just over six months ago, I think. And at that time, I sort of said to myself, I really got to get that woman on the podcast. And I think every interaction I've had with you since then, I've had that same thought again and again and again. So I'm glad this is finally happening. And we are going to go all over the place tonight, uh, learning about all the myriad ways in which you give back to the running community and how you're involved in our Winnipeg run community. But can we please just start with your epic half marathon in Fargo, which took place just two days ago. Tell us all about it. Yes. Oh, it was so great. So first of all, just a little bit of background. I haven't really been on the road since like 2017. And because babies, COVID babies, that's the yeah. pattern yeah. I'm in right now. And um, I decided that this year it was like my my time to come back. And I really, really wanted to feel what it felt like to run again. Cause I just like, I missed that feeling and I started to be coached by you and um, we built a really solid base. And I knew that my weakest link in my training ever has been race to execution. And so this was the first kick at the can, I would say mm -hmm. um, that I've had. And I still like, when I was like at the start line, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out. And I'm like, what am I thinking? I literally have just been training for six months We've had a huge conversation on what we want this to look like. And I was like, why would I deviate from the plan <laughs> at this point? And I love a good plan and I'm good at sticking to it. So I'm like, just mm -hmm. follow the assignment and see what happens. And I was like, including nutrition, like I was like, uh, like I've never really had food before half marathon. I'm like, it's a half marathon. Like who cares? <laughs> and I like had a good breakfast. I was well, well hydrated going in. I used every aid station and we had this plan from zero to six K was going to be uh, like a six to seven effort. And then a six to 16 was 
upping it by another notch in the last like 5k just just to see how I felt and to, we could blow it out at that in a good way at that point and that's exactly what I did and for the first time ever yes I was wearing my watch but I wasn't consumed by it I was able to just stay in my body mm. like I didn't let my head get away from me because I wasn't like oh, every yeah. like five steps like oh my god I'm like th- like three seconds off or like whatever it might be and I had no paces to really go with because I was supposed to be paying attention to perceived effort which is not in my wheelhouse I'm an a-typer <laughs> who needs to know every second what I am doing and everything's planned out and Caroline had even so you're not like she's like than any other runner on the planet. There's no, no other runners no. that are like that. I'm no. very no. unique in that sense, yeah. right? <laughs> and, I am a special uh, snowflake. <laughs> I'm a very special snowflake. And Carolyn, the night before, I was like, I went to go check my plan. She's like, okay, actually, I know this is probably driving you crazy. So if you want some paces to refer to, this is what you will want to consider. I kept that in the back of my mind, but I checked my watch like maybe every two kilometers when it buzzed on my watch. And I was like, I'm like 10 seconds faster than I thought I was going to be. And then my 6 to 16K block was just cruising. Mm, I was nice. just saying to Carolyn before, I was like, I felt like the whole, it's a very flat course. Hear me when I say that. But I felt like the wind was at my back the entire time. Mm. Like it was just like an easy, Wonderful. comfortable pace. I was like, great. We're going to like really turn it up the last 5K. And that felt slightly uncomfortable, which was perfect. I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. here, here we go. This is what I felt like five years ago. This is what I know is possible and more at this point. And I finished so happy. This is the key is like just running for joy, zero pain. Also like a huge goal. I, like this doesn't have to be painful all the time. I don't mm-hmm. always need to go to a dark place every single time I run. Mm-hmm. And just like had so much gratitude that I could output at that mm-hmm. caliber again and know that there's still more possible for me because I yeah. had just a bit left in that tank yet. Yeah. Well, and the reason we did, so I did feel really bad, but the reason we did this sort of like airy fairy, like tune in and, and do this perceived effort. <laughs> Literally don't know what your fitness is because, and I'll get you to maybe speak to the baby COVID baby uh, thing and how old the babies are and all that stuff. But I've just started coaching you. So there's no races, nothing recent, like nothing really to go on. I'm like, we kind of have no choice but to go on perceived effort. But I mm-hmm. felt so bad knowing that you are the type A and I do normally give some pace suggestions, at least like the ballpark, getting people in the ballpark, but we didn't know what the ballpark was. So afterwards I did write in like, okay, I'm sure this is driving you crazy. So here, how about this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And how close were those paces? Like were those paces what you ended up doing? Yeah. Like they weren't, they weren't more than 10 seconds off. Mm -hmm. So like my last 5k, there was definitely like some 503s, 502s in there where I'm like, okay, this feels good. This feels good. I can, I can be here for a little while, um, which offers like a super good base. And so it's just really great feedback for moving forward. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Wonderful. So welcome back. Thank Yeah. Thank I felt like the homecoming actually. I'm going to cross the finish line. I almost like started tearing up because I'm like, here I am. As cheesy as that sounds, but I'm like, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're back, but what has been happening for the last five to six years? So you have, you mentioned 
baby COVID baby. You have mm-hmm. two children. How old are they? Tell us a yes. little bit about your your um, family situation. Okay. Family situation is I have a four-year-old and he is like probably as smart as I am at this point. And he is like <laughs> almost as tall as I am. Like he's a big boy who is very, very busy. Um, so he takes up a lot of space, which is amazing. It's fantastic. And then yes, COVID happened. And during that time, I was also having a really hard time getting pregnant. And so I had put, I just chilled out a little bit on the running because my, I think my body just needed time to cool down a little bit from all of the transition and like what all the things that were happening in the world and trying to run a very large business at the same time during COVID just added so much stress. So I was just running for the joy of it and um, not feeling amazing, to be honest, like just was not feeling it. And I think it was just because, because of what was happening personally in the, in like trying to conceive again. And then I decided I should probably also change jobs, but still within Lululemon where I took on a role that now I had like, instead of having like 50 reports, I had like 150 reports. Oh, and great yeah, idea. Were, no. <laughs> that was such a great idea. But the difference was it was from home. Like I didn't need to go into oh, retail okay. space. I didn't have to. Yeah. Like I was managing people from like Manitoba down to Hawaii, all the way to Vancouver Island, like that, that area of the world, um, but all from home. And I wasn't like facing guest interactions all the time. And like, there was just an unreal amount of pressure that I'm like, I just need a break from this for a bit. And uh, lo and behold, a month and a half later, who's pregnant? I am. And it's stuck. So in April of 2022, I had my second baby. So she is 13 months right now. So my first one was 10 pounds almost. And she oh was God. just this t- tiny little seven and a half pound baby. She was born. I'm like, she's tiny. And the doctor's like, this is normal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, like immediately I'm like, is there something wrong? Like, why is she so small? But um, she's like, no, this is normal. But she was also born in like, I, there was 18 minutes of pushing. So I had no um, medication. Like it was natural. I was in control. And I think that really aided in my recovery and actually getting me back onto the road. And I could do it in a very, very healthy way. I took proper precautions this time. Like with Jack Mo, I was like, that's it. I'm good. Six weeks post, let's start running. And I landed up injuring myself so bad. Um, but with Gianna, with my second, I did a very, very slow return. And then I did six months worth of base work mm-hmm. with um, Carolyn. So yeah. Can you just repeat that for all the moms that think they're going to jump back into okay. a, you know, competitive running three weeks postpartum? Yeah, let's t- like we really need to talk about that about yeah. like women postpartum because number one, like I don't think there are a ton of platforms for women to actually have very candid conversations, and there's not a ton of information. And in fact, the information that you do get is quite negative and dark. And I actually didn't find a lot of encouraging information online. I found it through pelvic floor therapists here in the city. I found one really good therapist who was like. She just held my hand, full disclosure, also had a prolapse. And I'm like, I'm never running again. It's over for me. And I went to a really dark place about it because running is just such a big part of who I am. It's my medicine. It's where I find my joy. It's where I get inspired. And for that to be taken away from me, I just Mm -hmm. was shattered. So I was like, okay, well, I have two choices here. I can rush this and force it and like land up maybe never running again, or I can do my homework build a really strong team and get me back on the road. 
And so that's exactly what I did. Found a great pelvic floor physio. I found a really great psychologist, which is a really big piece of the puzzle. I am mm. privileged enough to be able to have great, great benefits. So while on mat leave, I saw somebody like once a month at a minimum. And then I invested in a program that was also written by two pelvic floor physiotherapists specific to women who deal with prolapses. Mm. And it was a 12 week program. And we're talking like you are running for 30 seconds and you're walking for five. Mm -hmm. Um, But in there was also like mobility, strengthening, all those sorts of things. Like when you talk about pelvic floor, it's not just about Kegels. So like, there's just so much more involved. And um, so I started there and then I moved on to Carolyn once I got the green light to do so. Right. Now I'm curious, um, you said your son was big, like 10, 10 plus pounds. <laughs> yeah. And then you rushed back to, to running after that. So did you experience any particularly negative side effects from, from that transition? Is, do you think that maybe caused the, the problems that you found when you came back after Gianna? Or, or did you even yes. come back that early? Like, I'm just trying to plot it all on the timeline, what happened first? <laughs> yes, great question. So um, in all of this, I learned that most of this damage that I experienced after Gianna actually happened with Giacomo. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so like even the prolapse piece. And I just think like it's body awareness and we don't talk about this. And like as mm-hmm. a female athlete, endurance athlete, like you just kind of, your brain just numbs whatever you are feeling yeah. or what's we're used happening. to pushing through that's yeah. part and of the sport right so yeah yeah that's what we do yeah and so I did run one half marathon with him and I felt like I shattered my yeah. hips like it was just a total nightmare like okay. I don't know what I was thinking like I didn't invest in a coach there was no proper nutrition but most importantly like I didn't give myself time Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. do like the proper strength training and returning to run. Right. And I would say with that is what actually caused the issues with a post. Right. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. And so maybe did your um, pelvic floor therapist sort of help you connect those dots? Like this didn't yes. just happen yesterday. This might have happened four years ago, three years ago. And, and we're kind of going to take this longer timeline to maybe up the chances that we can undo some of that damage that was, that was done then. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it's interesting to me, forgive me. You mentioned the phrase shattered my pelvis. You felt like you shattered Mm -hmm. your pelvis when you were running that first half marathon after your first son. That's, we used to talk about that when, when I was full-time practicing as a physio, having a baby naturally is a massive sprain of the pelvis intentionally, mm-hmm. right? The ligaments loosen, the whole pelvis opens. It's it's not a, you know, a rolled ankle, but it's essentially the exact same things that happen to a rolled ankle mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um, exactly. intentionally so that this baby can leave your body. And when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, would I run on a sprained ankle two to three weeks after rolling it? Probably not. Sometimes depends on how bad, mm-hmm. but you know, that, that is what happens to the pelvis. And until you let that heal, um, it doesn't just magically, <laughs> right? you know, return. So anyhow, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, yes. that's, that's a very, very good point. And even in our meeting the other day, Carolyn, you were like, I'm still considering you postpartum just because I'm, I'm literally mm-hmm. only 13 months after having yeah. a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And I keep forgetting that because I do feel so much better now because I've taken the right steps, but like, I'd be doing myself a disservice right now to take this for granted. 
And like, I'm with that mentality of like, okay, when you feel like you're at the top of your game, you have to change it. And then when you feel like at the top of your game, you have to change it again. And like, that's just actually the way that I need to move through this right now, because like how I was operating clearly wasn't working. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is, I, I, again, we need to broadcast this to as many people as will listen, because yeah, (laughs) I think it's gone are the days where it was, I think I was even, and I wasn't really much of a runner when I had my kids, but I'm pretty sure I was running like three weeks after and being like, this is fine. It's perfectly normal. It's like (laughs) not fine. Like it's not fine. Even if it feels fine, probably. Exactly. Yes. And let's make that caveat that every woman is different. Every woman will, you know, depending on how many babies you've had, your training age, all those things, Mm -hmm. postpartum. But I think the theme is just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. (laughs) And and it's something to consider postpartum of, you know, more time is usually in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly say that a lot with people not postpartum, like with Mm -hmm. the runners that I coach. It's like, just because you can up your mile, double your mileage in a a few months or whatever, like doesn't, that doesn't mean that you should either. Right. And so we have to take like the next logical step all the time and one step at a time. We don't want to be like skipping steps. Right. So um, I'm glad you assembled that team. I think that was really wise and insightful of you to recognize that. And just to say like, it's six months. And then when you know, like when your brain knows, okay, I'm going to take six months to come back. And okay, this month, the focus is this. And this month, the focus is that. And then all of a sudden, it's like a year has gone by. And, And now we're looking ahead to this upcoming year. We're here in 2023. But this upcoming fall, you got some big goals. And I want to talk about Sorry, I wanted to ask a question before we get to that. Okay, so so yes, let's talk about your big upcoming bowls. So for our listeners here, I'm like putting up my hand in the video that you can't see going, <laughs> I have a question, I have a question. So before we get to that, I'm actually really curious, again, noting that every woman is different. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you had gone through this 12-week program with these postpartum physios, mm-hmm. and then you were given the clearance to start working with Carolyn. What were the criterion that they use to clear you to start moving to the next step? Like how, how was it, how did you know it was time? I didn't, I trusted professionals to tell me that it was time because exactly like you said, well, I had the experience of one baby. Okay. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that did not work. Yeah. So, and work. like, I knew it didn't work. And I mean, I had been told before, like, yes, you may feel this way, but it doesn't mean you should. And to me, I'm like, don't, tell me that. Cause then I will go do it. Like, don't tell me no. And so it's like changing the narrative. It's just like, actually not right now. And this is what it's going to look like right now. Okay. Right. Now is the time for this. And then now is the time for this. And my therapist was like, you know how, like you think running's your job? Well, guess what? Right now doing bridge pose and all these other things, that's actually your job right now. And I just couldn't foresee those six months, but I put in the time and I put in the work and it's like with a pelvic floor therapist, for example, will they do full, full examinations? If you go to a doc, mm-hmm. I mean, I should be careful with what I say, but like, here's six weeks. Great. Like everything looks good. That's good. That things look good. But I need to like figure out what's happening in my mind. And I also need to figure out what's happening internally to like, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like in my heart and soul that as well, but like internally yeah, in a woman's there's body. There's a lot in of in there. There <laughs> are. Yes. yes. 
So, and I'm like, I'm also like 42 years old. Like I'm not 25 recovering in 24 hours. Like I had to be realistic as well with my age, you know? And like, I feel healthier and fitter than when I was 25. I'll tell you that right now, but it's, yeah, it's putting in the work and like getting honest professionals to give you that green light. Okay. So you just trusted that they, yeah, you, you've done the base. Like they, they felt that your pelvic floor and your strength internally externally, whatever was ready for yeah. the next stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, just then, yeah. Staying on this for just one second, because you did mention having the psychologist yes. on board as part of yes. your team. I'd be very curious what their role in it was. Mm-hmm. Like, how did so they get your good. mind um, in the right spot for, for all of us? Yes. Okay. That's good. She, I've actually had her since before I've been working with her since before I had Gianna. So right when I got pregnant, there was a lot of anxiety that was associated with being pregnant after having literally five miscarriages. It was a lot. And, um, my OB had referred me to her. She's like, you should probably talk to her. So we had a really good relationship leading into this. And I have an addictive personality. I think a lot of runners have addictive personalities and I like sharing a little bit of my past. There's a, there's a big eating disorder that happened in my twenties and all of this works together, right? Oh, yeah. All of this comes together and you well, I like would slide in and out of this my entire life and it depends what's happening. Well, guess what? Having a baby is a big event in your life and so much is out of your control. So what's the tendency? Where can I find control? What can I grab right. and take control of? Yeah. And so her, for her, what her role in this was to be like, this is actually okay for you right now because of X, Y, Z, like our last mm-hmm. four months of work together around anxious attachment to whatever it might be or how my eating is going. Yeah. Like, am I like, what does that actually look like? And having a very honest, con- candid conversation about that, because I still sometimes default to like an old runner's mentality of way less, go faster, go faster, you way less. And like, that's, that's not like, that doesn't actually work. No, it that's doesn't. how you land up injured. And I've also been in that boat where right. I think I'm a paid athlete. I eat very little because I think I need to go faster and I land up having bones of an 80 year old. <laughs> so it's right. just like, I have to make sure like mentally I was okay with what this might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, do you have like a sports dietitian on your team or have you ever considered that? Or do you feel like the psychologist is, is helping you more than, than that. Like, you know, cause a lot of the times I think with, again, I'm not an expert in eating disorders, but I think a lot of the time with eating disorders, it's not about the food. Like even the person no. knows, like I should be eating more yes. if, 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 if the eating disorder shows up like that, like as a restrictive right. pattern, it's not a lack of knowledge in that way. It's more on what that means and, and what's happening in the, in the head and how you're relating the to why. it. Right. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. So did you ever go as far as thinking about that person on your team or does that sort of maybe come in later down the road? I think that will come in in a few months actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've been sh- like flirting and shopping online and looking for one. And um, there's somebody here locally that I have found that I'm quite confident could be a good match. Awesome. Um, but I think that's going to be really important and a really big key piece of this. Like now yes. having two kids, especially I'm like, when do I eat? It's a good question. Like, yeah. And what am I eating? Who knows? I could be eating less. She crackers are not sufficient. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So, uh, what was so funny, Kim, last week? So, my son Jackmo ran his first 3K and he is ripping. He's four years old and he ran a 3K 
he stopped once, but why? To have a bag of cheese fish crackers. Of course, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Do, is this like necessary to 3K? And he like slammed them back and just kept going. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like maybe this, maybe he's on to something here. There <laughs> like, you go. Salt, yeah. some carbs. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So. Love it. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. The reason I was asking, I, I sort of have the benefit of knowing a little bit about what's coming up. And the reason I'm asking about the nutrition and getting that piece of the puzzle solved is that you are going to be running a marathon this fall. Mm-hmm. And um, that is very exciting. So tell us how this whole marathon came to be and why. Why are we calling this uh, Project 42 at 42? Okay. So as I had said before, I haven't run one in a very, very long time. And 2022 heading into 2023 was quite, like probably the most challenging year I've ever had in my entire life. And um, when I felt like everything was falling down around me, I had running. I still had running with me and I had this incredible community of women. And I found a bunch of like new women that were just like such a wonderful support. and. Um, I was like, I'm going to run a marathon next year. So in 2022, I decided in 2023. Well, in 2023, I was also turning 42 years old. So I'm like, great, this is going to be project 42 for 42. And so for every kilometer, it's going to represent like a year of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to take the charity route. Well, okay, full disclosure, I didn't get in through lottery and I'm really glad I didn't because it's actually turning out to be quite an incredible experience. Um, so with the Chicago Marathon, they support girls on the run. And um, I just, I want the awareness almost more than the monetary piece mm-hmm. of it because it's such an incredible nonprofit organization. Um, so I've already suppressed my goal for that. So it's, it's, it's kind of twofold. Um, but in this, in this training and all this building, what has also come from this is this incredible group of women that have come together. We're all running different marathons, but the, like some of the trainings also starting to work out. So we just started kind of like this rogue Instagram account where that just kept <laughs> getting bigger and bigger and bigger with these women in Winnipeg. And we just were called like the badass lady gang. And we get together <laughs> once a week. And like, sometimes there's four and sometimes there's like 20 women that show up and I was like wow like this is actually something that we're missing out on and lots of these women are moms and lots of them are just like they're just all from such different walks of life and 20 kilometers can go by Mm -hmm. so quickly but it's just such a positive vibe of all these women that like we're going through such different things in our life right now that we come we just like leave it there and we and then we call it a day and I was mm-hmm. like, we are actually missing this here. And this is yeah. such a big part of why I run now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you have a, a very good knack for bringing people together because I think that very first time, like you said, it, it very organic, like, okay, we're meeting here and, and like 20 people showed up for the first one. <laughs> yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And, um, but that's you, like you assemble people, you gather people, you are a leader in that, in that way. And, um, I think that's, you know, maybe ties in with what you do 
professionally as well, but it shines mm-hmm. through in what you do personally that, you know, you, you lead and people want to follow. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the badass lady gang and, and everyone, a lot of them ran in Fargo also. So everyone had, uh, some of them haven't had a big goal for that, but I suspect many of them will be turning around and targeting something in the fall and we'll be able to make many of those runs. So I look yeah. forward to joining again when I can. Yeah. Well, and I think post-COVID too, you know, not only did Winnipeg need maybe a group like this, but after COVID especially, right, Mm -hmm. Um, we need a place to actually consciously get out of our houses again and reach out. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said so many times, you know, I've gotten into this rut of just going on my own. Why call anybody? Because it's just whatever. But it is such a huge, huge part of our running um, lifestyle is the community and the runners that we run with. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can see why 20 people showed up. And and like, it is like, it's like, it's so totally, and it's very specific to women right now. Like, Mm -hmm. and because so many of these people, they also had like COVID babies and like Mm -hmm. their bodies are also healing. I'm like, we don't talk about this anywhere. Like we actually Mm -hmm. don't talk about this anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, you go from like feeling so isolated and alone to all of a sudden be like, oh, somebody sees me, somebody hears me. I'm not alone. Yes. This is, I'm not unique to this. Like, this is amazing. And you don't want to be alone and you don't want to be unique to this. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. So bringing all these ladies together. And I would say maybe three or four of us knew each other in the beginning. And now like yeah. Carolyn was saying, like some of them went down to Fargo together. <laughs> wow. Like, this that's is amazing. actually the best. Yeah. It's, it's so lovely. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And just sort of closing the loop on the project 42 at 42, because it sure does have a nice ring to it, doesn't it? But I have a very special investment in your uh, 42 at 42, not only because I'm coaching you, but also because I feel like I'm almost passing the torch on to you because that was my idea um, when I was 42 and I'm 45 now. So when I was 42, I'm like, oh, wow, it would sure be nice to run a marathon again. I hadn't run one in so long when I'm 42 and then, you know, train, 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 Chicago was going to be mine. And then, oh, yes, you guys paralleled. So then when you came to me and said, I want you to coach me and and whatever, and then it wasn't even, I didn't connect the dots. It was you. You're like, wasn't that yours? And and I'm like, yes, like, oh my goodness. I am so, I got full body goosebumps. I'm like, this is meant to be like, I'm so excited to help you for this because I feel, you know, almost like weirdly personally invested in it (laughs) for that reason. Yes. Like that came to me in one of those early morning runs again by myself, listening to Kim and Carolyn in my ear, just talking away. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And that next conversation, I'm like, let me carry the torch to the finish line for both of us. Yes. Um, I love it. So yeah, it's so wonderful. That's exciting. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next thing we wanted to ask you about is yet another potential carrying the torch story. So yeah, I don't want to make this about me, but I don't know, maybe it was maybe around 2018. I was having a conversation with Mallory Richard and I had just been up to Hecla and we were chatting and we're like, there needs to be a women's run retreat in this place. This is meant to be. And we went as far as actually contacting their events coordinator and getting pricing and planning this this run retreat weekend. And then COVID happened and it never happened. And I moved away from Winnipeg and she had a baby and 
the rest is history. Nothing happened. And then I'm chatting with Carolyn and she's telling me about this idea that you have. So <laughs> tell me about the torch that you will carry for me. And I'm okay. not, I'm Still not just like, pressure to, here, ladies. I'm not claiming this as my own. This is your idea, but tell me what your idea is for 2024 in Hecla. Okay. This is really exciting. I feel like we need to um, exchange notes after this, but um, so like maybe, I don't know, it was again, shortly after COVID and I was like, this is something that's missing as well for this community. Like there's Ooh, so many yoga yes. retreats, like there's, there's like so many different things that are happening, but to have like a runner's retreat for runners and especially females, there's nothing. At a spa. At a spa. In a beautiful place. Exactly. And I'm like, there was actually nothing like that around. And then having this really challenging year of like 2022 and how gracious women have been with, like literally carrying me through this year with my two children and how running has really just like been the red thread in all this. I'm like, we need to host where women can come and be themselves and get re-inspired and ask the hard questions and get out of the dark and get to a place where they can just connect with each other. I'm like, we're having a running retreat. And Yay. yes, I'm like, that's the way it's going to be. So in June, 2024, we are going to be hosting a run. I say we, because there's a few people already that are quite involved in it in Hecla in June. And I've given myself a lot of space to plan. I was initially was like, I'm going to shoot for the summer because if there's anything that you know about me, I move places very quickly and <laughs> I'm very decisive. <clears throat> but I was like, no, like th this has got to be done well. And I want it to be very well executed and tasteful and really give runners what they want. <clears throat> so I'm giving myself a little bit of space here. Yeah. Okay. So tell us June, 2024. Yeah. Describe Hecla for us. Like you and I both had the same impression that this is the place it needs to be. What is so special about that place? Why is it the perfect place to have a, a running retreat? I mean, I feel like number one, you feel like you're not in Winnipeg. You feel like you're someplace else in the world when you're there. You are. Right. And like there's trails, there's road. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a spa and that's cool, but like, I, I just, we have the space to just do what we want out there. Um, also when you're bringing people in, in terms of like speakers or get like special guests, you want to like bring them to a place that you feel really proud of showcasing Yes, and not to say that we can't do that at Winnipeg, but it's just so beautiful out there and so grounding. And I think like that might be yes. the word that I'm looking for here. Yes. Um, and that's like, I've hosted a few different round tables with different demographics of women. And what it really boils down to is grounding and connection. Yeah. yeah. It's right on Lake Winnipeg. It's right on Lake it's, Winnipeg. It's close enough yeah. to the city. You can get there in less than half a day. Yeah. Um, but you feel like you're in another world. Out exactly. There. Yeah. yeah. And now I know we're in the early stages of, of planning this, but Paint us a little picture. Um, what can the ladies expect mm -hmm. if they're, you know, thinking like, oh, this sounds pretty good. I'd like to go to Heck yeah. in June 2024. What kind of things are on the the lineup for us? Okay. Well, I mean, really great food was really important to every single human that <laughs> was in any of, of these round tables. I'm like, okay, heard, totally have heard that. 
but like really bottom lining, it was like education. Like people want education on running on their bodies and like what it looks like to be either pre or postpartum or running in an aging body. I mean, we're all aging. It doesn't matter what age you're aging. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like anything where they can find value or like learn something new. And yeah. we strategically timed it. One race will have been held in Winnipeg, but like racing season really starts so that they can this through the speakers, through the workshops, that they can really leave feeling super inspired, having learned something new and, and like themselves again. Like they've mm-hmm. come home to themselves mm-hmm. in this. So I represent the trail runner part of our mm-hmm. duo. Carolyn is the road runner part of our duo. Like right. you just mentioned, there's both out there's there at Heckle, which I think yes. is such a, a great opportunity. What type of runner are you targeting with this retreat? Could trail runners come? Could road runners come? The runner that I'm targeting is the one that runs. Okay. That's who I'm targeting. Perfect. Um, yeah. If you run, you're a runner, right? If you run, you're a runner. Yeah. It, it really doesn't matter. But the cool thing is, yes, that we do have the option of both. I do have some pretty audacious goals of in terms of like numbers and output, which we require to split our groups up anyways through trail and on road. So it would really be both. And I think it would be also a cool place for somebody that maybe hasn't like dabbled into trail running. To just give it a mm-hmm. shot out there. It'll be mm-hmm. a really safe, mm-hmm. like well taken care of environment where they could they could try it. So yeah, you kind of have the best of both worlds. And now we I know throughout a lot of this conversation, we've been talking a lot about women. Is it safe to say that this is a, a women's retreat or are the men welcome there? It is for anybody who identifies as female. And the reason why is that there's going to be a lot of conversation and there are going to be a lot of topics that are very specific even to like female anatomy that was like the biggest call out I would say is just the education and the knowledge around that and like I'm seeing more and more women like really engaging with their body through running and not just like going out there putting on a pair of shoes and calling it a day but like actually truly understanding the impact also what can like what can running afford them goal setting all these types of things and how it can actually just elevate their life, but doing it in such a way that's not going to cause more harm or injury or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, Hey, well, I've got it marked on my calendar and I think yes. you and I are going out there uh, next weekend, right? Next weekend. A little, a yeah. little recce. Like, and, yes. uh, oh, there's worse places to have to go to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. exactly. Oh, I, I hope that didn't sound like I was complaining. I'm super excited. Yeah. No, no, no. For the record, I'm so happy. I am so happy that somebody is doing this because yeah. you're right. It is needed. You know, there's run retreats in BC and even here in in Calgary, Banff, Canmore. Manitoba needs something like this. And um, there is such beautiful terrain out there that half the running population, I think, don't even realize is is there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go, like you said, in a curated, safe, supportive, guided experience, Mm -hmm. I think is going to open a lot of doors for a lot of people to realize, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, not just, you know, roots, but, but opportunities. And like you said, the education piece. So good for you. Thank you for doing this. I think it's amazing. Thank you. So it's like, this is where I find my joy. These are my passion projects on the side. Like this is 
for me to give back to others and something that's a really big part of me. I'm like, part of who I am or like the legacy that I would love to leave is that like, I created experiences for people to truly live their best life. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the job that I feel like I'm here to do, whether it's in my job at work, whether it's on the side, whether it's with my children or my family or whatever it might be. It's like, that is like what I'm really, really great at. And I know that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what can I offer now back to the community that's like carried me so generously Yeah, coming back to Winnipeg? Like, how can I give back to them now? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Now, this story is really reminding me, have either of you read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? It's not new. It came out maybe, I want to say seven or eight years ago, but you know, the eat, pray, love, you know, yeah. that. Yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. So she wrote this other one called Big Magic. And I just distinctly remember, and it was so long ago that I read it, but she talks about she had this idea for a book and she went as far as, you know, like mapping it out and she was going to write it and it just wasn't like she wasn't ever getting in the flow with it or something. So she shelved it. And then a few years later, some other woman like that she does not know published a book that was like the exact story that she was going to. And she believes in this like bigger energy out there that we're all connected and whatever. And so if your muse, like if you don't sort of engage it, then it'll just shape shift. The energy will go to somebody else. Yeah. 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 And someone else will do it. And so I really am like getting that sort of juju story here. I'm like <laughs> Hecla and now you're Robin and you guys didn't know. No. Like you don't know each other. Like I knew, I knew that for a fact because I was telling Kim, I'm like, yeah, Robin's going to do this thing. She's like, what? We were going to do that thing. I'm like, I know. Like, isn't that weird? Because I know she didn't get the idea from you. Like, We were ready to like put put money down on it. And then COVID happened. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was like, oh it word. was amazing. Yeah. So I think so. you guys should pick up Big Magic and just yeah. read yeah. Like part of it. Totally. Well, I just Googled it. And I'm like, did Carolyn actually read a fiction book? But no, Big Magic. Um, is it's nonfiction. Yeah, no, it's I only read. But I did, <laughs> I did read a fiction book. I've already crossed that off for 2023. That was from a different podcast. I promised yeah, somebody yeah. that I would read a fiction book in 2023. And Kim was laughing like you couldn't even we couldn't even finish the thought because you were laughing so hard oh Carolyn like you've got nine months like I think you know and I'm like no that that's pretty challenging for me and I've already done it so yeah. I'm very proud anyway anyways we digress yes so yeah keep if you happen to be in Winnipeg Manitoba or in any province and want to experience mm -hmm. what I believe is world-class location and and from the sounds of it content make sure to stay tuned do you have a name for it yet do you have a place that people can search to register well i'm still finalizing it yeah okay. i get okay. yeah i do all the social media and branding is actually coming out this week so oh, okay. um yeah well, maybe by the time we we drop this episode it will be live and then we will yes that's actually yeah. the goal okay yeah awesome. yeah yeah. Okay. Now you've mentioned a few times your work at Lululemon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm curious, how do you support the Winnipeg running community through mm -hmm. your role there? Is there anything else besides the things we've already touched on? Yeah. Good question. I feel like what's really cool about Lululemon is if they're like, you are going to manage this store and you do what you see fit. Like that's very much how they operate. I mean, like now we've grown quite a bit in the 12 or 13 years, however long it's been since I've been there. 
So there's a few more rules to follow, which sometimes I very much struggle with because I'm like, no, I know what's best. I know what's best, but (laughs) there are some rules that we need to follow. But yeah, they give us a lot of um, space to figure out where we need to be in the communities that our stores are in, in order to support, let's say Manitoba Marathon. Okay, great. Manitoba Marathon needs X, Y, Z. How can Lululemon then support that? Mm. Um, When I first landed here in 2014, I think is when I landed this world, 2014 or 2015. Uh, they had a run club. It changed locations every week. It was a complete disaster. I'm like, great. And you probably pull out no people because no one can follow you when you're changing every week. And so we made some really small changes along with a couple of other leaders. And we started pulling out numbers of like 50 to 100 people every single week. Oh. It just blew up. And um, that's something that I have kept incredibly close over the years because I know the impact that that run club has had within the community. And we have these things called ambassadors, store ambassadors, and Juno Malpad was one of them. And he does a ton of community work. And we piggyback off of him, his brilliant, mm-hmm. generous mind often. And just like in supporting other small local races or if they're a little bit bigger or if there is you know if we learn of a runner that's doing something super cool it's like well how can we support them can we support them Mm. through gear can we support them through like visibility somehow and really fun fact is the run club in Winnipeg there's literally like three run clubs that are technically allowed to run now out of Lululemon stores and ours was like number one our community People at Lululemon, they like looked at our store and they're like, how did Winnipeg do that? And how are they sustaining that now for like their eighth year? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's complimentary fitness, number one, and we've made it quite accessible to people. So we meet in the same place. It's right in the center of the city. We have different distances. We only have five different routes. They get posted the day before. And then we have community leaders, which are just people that like our fans, I guess you could say, <laughs> that left to just like rally WRC. It's called WRC or Winnipeg Run Club. And um, so they're our community leaders because I can't possibly staff enough people to support 100 people every single week. Right. right. And so they um, are part of the group. And we have like 15 community leaders as well. So it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. We used to host a 5K as well. And it's a lot of people's first organized run yeah that happened and now like I've seen so many of those people like finish marathons and they're like regulars in the store now or they some of them have started running ultras or and it's just like what like this is so crazy but like that's what complimentary fitness in a place that's accessible Mm -hmm. with like-minded people like that is what happens and like that's the type of explosion that I'm so passionate about so, you yeah. mentioned accessible, but I think a synonym to that is you've made it easy. You've yes. made it easy for people mm-hmm. to find you, to run with you. You have mm-hmm. predictability, but yet some variety within that predictability so you can choose your distance. That is one thing that, you know, I've lived in several different places. I don't live in Winnipeg anymore, but there's something about that city mm-hmm. and community. And I'm not surprised that the Winnipeg Run Club has become kind of like a, a flagship for other stores to, to yeah. follow for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the city is incredibly unique in the sense, like I always tell people like, tell me about Winnipeg. I'm like, well, if you come off the plane at the airport and somebody's like, do you need a ride home? You look like you might need a ride and you get in the car and you're not worried about anything. Like we'll just right. drive you home. Like no problem. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's what's From so all the potholes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's like the generosity that is, that like lives in this city with people. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's hard to not get addicted to that. So I was here in a one-year contract. I'm like, I'm not staying here. You keep your head down. You work. You know how these people are. My family's all from here. I grew up here until I was 20 and then I left. Um, and I'm like, I know who these people are. Don't meet anybody. Just keep your head in the books. And that was seven <laughs> years ago. And here I am. So yeah, it's quite And that's yeah. saying a lot because you went to Vancouver Island yeah. and now you're I back know. here choosing to live I in know. Winnipeg. So it's not just like you went somewhere and now you're back here. You went to yes. Vancouver Island. Yes. yes. And yes. you're back here. So. And no promises. I'm staying here. Like, let's, right. just, let's just get that out there. But yeah. Exactly. Okay, Robin, you sound like such an incredibly grounded, um, wise person. What have you learned about yourself in the last few years, particularly potentially on the run? Is there any wisdom that you've gained through your miles? Hmm. Like really, it's just to be where my feet are mm. at all times. And that's really, really hard for me. I like to chase the carrot when I don't feel well or things are not going well. I just want to quickly process, move on to the next thing. And that's just not how life works. That's also not how a race works. And just like really understanding that being present with what's happening and learning how to digest and move through whatever's happening is what's really going to get you to the finish line or whatever that goal is that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes that goal is like getting through the day. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's really just about being where my feet are. Okay. So you are also corporate executive with a big company. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. What have you learned through running that you've carried into your professional life? Okay. This is a really good one. There's something that comes up for me around resiliency. If you're like route takes you someplace new, or if you get lost, like what, what's your true North? Like where, what's your compass? Where, where are you going to go? Um, and just to like, listen to that inner voice, whatever that inner voice is for you. And it'll always get you back to exactly mm -hmm. where you need to be. Even though you think you didn't imagine that's where you're going to be. It's okay. Like that's where you need to be. That's good. That's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. yeah. So it. good. Oh, well, we want to end on a very fun note and we've sort of been like hit and miss with the rapid fire questions lately, haven't we, Kim? So we're, mm -hmm. we're bringing it back and we want to close this interview with these five questions. So number one, do you have a favorite mantra? Be where your feet are. That's what it is. I was hoping you yeah. would say that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Do you have a favorite place to run? My most favorite place to run is on Vancouver Island. You can put me anywhere on Vancouver Island and I will be very, very, very happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Join the club. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Bucket list race. Do you have Okay. One? Yes, I have a new one. And it's actually not by myself. It's with other people. In Fargo, I decided with three of my other girlfriends, we're going to do Ragnar next year. Oh, and ooh, yeah, we're going to do the Ragnar Endurance and it's going to be the SoCal. It's in April, 2024. This is me just declaring my goal out loud here. Okay. So everyone's going to hold me Great accountable. Job. Yeah. Um, it's, 
yeah, it's 200 miles and there's going to be six of us. I don't know who our team is yet. We need a driver. So putting that out there, anybody wants to be a driver for some, some for some runners, please, please DM me. Um, we're going to need that. Um, but that's, that's for sure going to be the next one. Mm. Oh, yeah. that sounds like a party. Party is going to be a party. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite running book or movie? <sighs> Went at my back. It's, do you know what wind at my back is? No, tell, do tell. Yeah. I don't think I've had this one. I, it rings a bell. Remind me. Okay. I'm pre- like, I'm pretty sure it's called wind at my back. Oh my gosh. No, I'm second guessing myself, but it's, um, so on the Island, there's the Nash family, like Steve Nash, et cetera, et cetera. They were actually quite close with Terry Fox's family and they were given footage on Terry Fox's journey that had never been seen before and it was put together into a mini film. Ah, oh, I got to look. I, I want to watch that. That sounds really good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope I'm not butchering the name now that I'm just on here, but it's very, it's beautiful. I love, love, love anything Terry Fox. And so that's a good one. How Canadian of you. <laughs> How Canadian of me. I was so mad when he was out of the passport. I'm like, what are we thinking? Yeah. Oh, oh you know what? I just Googled it. It's Into the Wind. Into, into the, the wind. wind. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Into yes. the Wind. All right. Yes. Perfect. Well, we'll link that up in the show notes. And final question. Do you have a favorite post-run indulgence? What did you I do, do Fargo? Well, I didn't do Fargo. This is... <laughs> This is my new thing is I like to order, I have a very specific order from Dairy Queen. It's a blizzard. It is, it, there's like double fudge, double stuff, double everything. And I have a very specific note for the driver where I want it to be dropped off. And oh. it happened. <laughs> if, if the skip the dish driver could deliver to my bedside, that would be best. Well, like, like, for an no. extra tip. <laughs> for $4, here's my hog code. Um, that is my most favorite thing post race is oh. to be a deer queen lizard. Oh, that's okay. awesome! Oh, yeah. <laughs> if the skip the dishes driver could deliver to my bedside, I mean, yeah, this goes down in the any in volunteers the <laughs> <laughs> sure there might be a few volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, this has been uh, delightful. Like we've gone all over the place, but full transparency. I asked you like 2.5 seconds ago, hey, can you come on the podcast tonight? I did not give you a lot of lead up time. And I knew you'd be the perfect person to kind of come on last minute because there's so much, so, so much and you're a wealth of knowledge and you're so grounded and it's just fascinating to learn from you um, through your, your own experiences. And thank you for being just such a joy and um, for finding your joy again in running. It's been a, a very fun mm. to be alongside on your journey and we're just at the beginning. So yes. best of luck for Project 42 at 42 and thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 